The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hello there. I'm Miles Nelson, and you're listening to On The List. Every week, my co-host Austin Bristow and I are joined by writers from the Pitcher List staff. We talk baseball. We talk what they've been up to recently. Uh, we do a mailbag session where we answer your questions. And really, we just kind of talk about all things uh, about this staffer. Uh, you can always send questions directly to me or Austin Bristow in our PL Plus Discord server. And we always take uh, mailbag questions ahead of time. And this week, I'm really excited to uh, welcome someone that I've been working with for a few years here at Pitcher List. Uh, he's been pretty much on every side of the globe, it seems, and fittingly worked across pretty much every team at Pitcher List. Uh, and that is We Love Baseball writer, Nastiest Pitches gift maker and writer, uh, Benjamin Ben Haller. How are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Miles. How's everything at your end? Uh, things are good here. Uh, you know, I don't know if you heard, but baseball's back. Uh, and so it's making things much more interesting here in the States for sure. Yeah. Well, um, uh, funnily enough, I'm, you know, I'm in the future here in Australia, so I already know the outcome of tomorrow's game. So I'll, I'll, I'll obviously save that for the viewers, but, um, yeah, well, uh, it's great to have baseball back obviously. And, um, it, it was scary for a little while there, but, um, yeah, uh, sense prevailed miraculously uh to, right. to to give us baseball right right well with you being in australia you mentioned obviously you're in the future it's already tomorrow for you you've already got your morning paper with the scores there i don't understand why don't you know with everything you do here why don't we also have you writing the sports betting articles so you can just tell everyone all the lovely fans of pitchless how to make money or or is that like against like the australian time travel rules like it's strictly you guys can't you know back to the future this stuff with us Exactly. Yeah. We, we all saw that, that second back to the future film, like, you know, nothing, nothing goes well. Like it's just everything, you know, descends into, you know, debauchery and uh, yeah, nothing good in the world. We want to keep this beautiful world, you know, with no problems, how it is. Right. We don't want to make it worse. (laughs) So you're telling me maybe, you know, start of 2020, there was an Australian that went against the rules. It's like, what what are they really going to do? And then they just released COVID on everyone. And that was the, that was because someone tried to make a little bit of extra cash uh, using your Australian time travel. Is that what happened? Well, I I couldn't put it my better myself there, Miles. You know, this is this is the kind of this is what happens when you mess with that you know uh, time continuum. Like, let's not do it again, right? 
Yeah, we learned. We definitely learned our lesson there. Um, <laughs> well, obviously. So I mentioned you kind of had been all over the globe, and uh, right off the bat, talking about you being in Australia. You've lived in Australia now for quite some time. Um, that was, you know, you that's where you were living when when I met you. And I listen. I don't know what it is about time zones that I'm so bad. I'm I'm great. Well, I used to be great at math. I'm still like good at math. I can do most math in my head. But there's something about time zones that it just I have a mental block. I cannot for the life of me. People are like, oh, I'm three hours ahead of you. And it could be it could literally be one o'clock. And it's like the easiest math in the world, right? And I'm just like, wait, hang on, what does that mean? If you're three hours at I like I, I don't know why I have to do so many mental gymnastics, but I remember trying to set up a time when you got hired to to meet with you. And in in the DMs. You're like, yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm in uh, Australia. This is the time for me right now. And I'm like, okay, uh, so let's, let's line this up. And I figured out how to, you're one of the few people that I know actually really easily. Cause it just, to me, it's you're five hours ago, but tomorrow. And for some reason that sticks in my head. It's the rhyme, right? It's the rhyme. Like it's the five hours ago tomorrow. Like it just, it, it just rings, but yeah, you, you, you're much better than, um, than uh, Ben Brown, who like then you know <laughs> messages me at like three a.m. my time, going, "Hey man, what are, are you ready? Like, are we on the cut?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you're about twelve hours early there, Ben." But uh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, man, it's tough. And he's, I mean, he's so I'm Pacific time. That makes it, you know, the, right now we're recording this. It's eight o'clock for me. It's about three o'clock for you. It's, you know, it's it's in the day. It's it's good. We can we have these times. You know, Ben's three hours ahead of me, so you're almost uh like a full like work cycle off. And so, like right when you're right when he's available, you're starting your day at work. Right when you're available, he's asleep. Like you know, it's tough now. It's tough. They, they we really did you dirty by giving you a manager on the East Coast. Uh, but unfortunately, both both of the guys, Matt Goodwin and Ben Brown on the east coast so you're you're just a trooper ben honestly and 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 we really appreciate you here oh look you you know i love it and to be honest i have more problems with my friends in adelaide who are half an hour behind (laughs) us like seriously like i I mean it's a ridiculous time zone anyway why why is there a half time zone well, you tell me. Like, this is Australia, right? This is the this is the kind of stuff they do down here. Like, you know, the even when you flush the toilet, right, the water goes the other way. You knew that. Right? <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't think so, I've ever paid attention to which way the water goes when I flush anyway. So I couldn't even tell you if you asked me. I, I would guess for us, I'm going to guess ours is counterclockwise, and then yours is clockwise. But I'm making that up. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm making this up as well. That's just that's just a, <laughs> that's just a, an oh, easy man. that's an easy win. That's how like this country gets a crack out of everyone. They just like oh, assume man. that stuff like that happens, and people wait, wait, are like, wait, oh, what? So is, really? is Adelaide actually half an hour off from you though? That that is real. It is. The half hour yeah, that 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 is actually that is actually real. But um, I I I tell you what, I'll leave I'll leave the toilet water thing to stew and then people just have to come and fly down here and find out for themselves. Yeah. 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 I will see. Here's what I'm going to do though. Now is that every toilet I go to in America, I'm going to just pay attention. <laughs> and if there's two, if, if at any point it goes a second way, I'll be like, well then that's how I know Ben Haller is just pulling my leg that well, that and the fact that you, you told me you were, but that's okay. Listen, Australia is beautiful. Uh, I would love to go visit Australia. Um, definitely. See the thing though is, is I always forget 
the hemisphere thing, right? When it's summer for us, it's winter for you guys. And so actually that was uh, a question kind of, let's, let's kind of try to pull this a little bit back into baseball. Uh, One of the things I was thinking is there's so much made out of like the boys of summer or like baseball is just this beautiful game to play outdoors when it's hot out. Right. Um, It's just, just great to get your buddies together on a field. It's something great to do. You can't really play baseball in the cold so much is being made the first two weeks of the season every year of like, Oh, what's, what's the cold doing to the pitchers? Uh, They really try to make sure the world series never goes beyond like the first week of November, if that, and even then, like you can tell they're like, God can, can like, if, if the world series is going to go into November, can like the Miami Marlins and the Los Angeles angels be the team? Like, can we not do this in the Northeast? Like there, it's not a sport to be played in the cold. And yet, for you being such a huge fan of baseball, right? You're like, you're, we're celebrating the all-star game. And that is like the coldest time of year for you. Yeah, it's, it, it is weird. I mean, th- there's a weird misconception that like Australia is just like hot all the time. Like, and, and you know, there's a lot of it is like, you know, generally um, it doesn't, it doesn't dip, um, you know, below about, seven or eight degrees like the whole year like here in melbourne like it's very sorry i'm gonna try to i'm gonna have to co- uh convert that to freedom units here in one second oh, go, yeah, go on that. but yeah but yeah, but yeah like uh, um yeah i mean i'm like, i'm wearing a hoodie here and it's like 20 outside so i mean you you, acc- you you kind of acclimatize a little bit and you know what's cold to me is a lot different but um yeah like the, it, it's it's kind of nice though because Baseball, like you feel like during the winter here, which, you know, we're coming up to our winter, you know, you, you feel like by watching baseball, you are keeping, you know, like summer alive. Like, you, you know, you're sa- you I'm, sat, I'm sat here through the day, you know, the sun, even if it's cold here, the sun's usually out. So it's kind of nice. Um, and I'm watching summer sport, you know, in the winter. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a really warm feeling, I guess, watching baseball, um, you, not only through the day, like all the time, like sometimes it's an early, <laughs> it's an early start, you know, but, um, yeah, like it's, it's pretty nice. Like it's pretty nice to have that feeling and, uh, you feel like you're sort of in summer all year round kind of thing. Yeah, that, that, that is, I can, I can see that now. I can also see the flip side of that though, looking at your TV screen, watching these guys, you know, just hanging out outside, See, like cutting to the fan that's like sitting there with their shirt off and the beer in their hand at the baseball game, just getting their tan, right? The, those nice day games. And it's never someone, by the way, that you want them to have their shirt off. It's always like, no, <laughs> like please, put, like, please, everyone around you is begging you to put your shirt back on. Um, but then, and then, you know, you're sitting there on your couch, right? Enjoying that. But then you look outside and you see how cold it is outside. And, the, you know, the dog wants to go out and you're like, oh God, I got to go out into this cold or whatever. So I can see kind of both. Yeah, it's nice. It keeps you warm. But at the same time, like, I, I don't know. I, I there's got to be some of those times too where uh it does it's like oh man like but i wish i was in that weather uh by the way just for the people who don't know celsius conversions easily because i don't obviously uh seven degrees when he mentioned it gets as cold as seven degrees that's about 45 degrees fahrenheit so not quite like snowy uh level cold but i mean that's pretty cold and then you said 20 degrees celsius for you right now you're in a hoodie that's about 68 that's a nice day you're having a nice day right now 
Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Um, we we we've we've sort of blessed with the whole sporting calendar here in Melbourne. Like we've got we've just had a Grand Prix. We have the Australian Open tennis. Um, you know, we've got every every sport under the sun. Like I went to the tennis this year in January. Uh, there was there were four days there where it was like 38, 39, 41. And that was, that's a, that's a killer. Like it's, it's no fun. It's kind of like, yeah, that's, that's over a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Cause the one thing I know about Celsius is 32 equals a hundred. That's all I yeah. know. So if you're at 38, 30, man, that is, I don't, I, I don't know how you play tennis. I could see playing something like golf. I could see some playing something like baseball in that yeah. heat. If you just like try to, I, I'd go like the Miguel Sano tactic and just try to run as little as possible. Just conserve <laughs> as much energy, but dude, tennis is like nothing but not stop running. Uh, I don't know how you do that in that heat. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, and and that's that's why generally the you know uh, the main sport over here um, in summer is cricket. So you know it, people love just to pretty much sunbathe for about seven hours while you know <laughs> other other people you know sort of hit a ball every now and again and uh, all that. Like I'm I'm, a, I'm I love cricket. Like it's probably the closest thing growing up I had to baseball but mm-hmm. um yeah like it, it's weird it's probably one of those sports where um you know you never think oh that cricket player could go and play baseball or or vice versa like i'd love to i'd love to sort of see if anyone's ever done that um yeah i mean they, they made a whole movie they made a whole movie out of that with uh uh john ham i remember this because uh, it was like right around the time that i became aware of oh Mad Men. yeah so yeah okay yeah. i was like oh dude like i love i love madman i love john ham and then i see this trailer for this movie where he's like an agent taking like three cricket like boys like like their teenagers yeah uh, playing like who are playing cricket and he like wants to like make them be- i never watched the movie i just remember seeing the trailer and i was it like it ruined it ruined Mad Men for me for for a little bit because i was <laughs> I was just like, I couldn't, I was like, no, I can't unsee this stupid trailer now. Maybe, maybe it was a great movie. I don't know. But it just, it seemed like, it, it seemed I, like just like, yeah. I highly doubt it, Miles, let's face it. Yeah, let's not, let's not, <laughs> let's not give it any more life than it probably did. But I, I believe that was about the, the, the Indian uh, players, yes. right? Like, yeah, yeah, but I, like think that, I think, I think. I think that was more about pitching, though. I think that was what they yeah. highlighted. That they highlighted more. That yeah, yeah it was. That's exactly what it was. Like they, like they could be a pitcher in Major League yeah. Baseball. I can't. I cannot imagine the skill of hitting in cricket can in any way. It, it's it's almost like uh, how I can't wrap my head around the fact that baseball players will golf in season because I just feel like it's so. It would one million percent mess up my swing. Um, if I was, and I, and I'm not, you know, maybe these guys are elite level athletes, but like swinging a golf club is so different from yeah. swinging a baseball bat. And I just, I, I don't know. I feel like, uh, it, it would ruin a lot of mechanics there. So it, it always blows my mind when I see baseball players golfing and I'm like, I, I feel like that's the one sport you shouldn't do. Like go, go play tackle football. Uh, instead <laughs> like that's safer for your game than going to go golf. Or, 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 you know, go trip over a soccer ball while you're nursing a wrist injury like uh, our good friend uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. did the other day. Um, uh, yeah, crazy. I mean, listen, you think uh, – you sit there and you think like, man, like why can't these guys who are being paid millions if not tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars or, you know, in some cases uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But, you know, uh, like why can't they just, you know, focus on baseball and not – but like they're also people, man, and they've got families and they've got friends and they're just having a good time. And 
Uh, it's unfortunate when stuff like that happens. It really is. Um, I want to ask you, you might've heard kind of people might've heard you slip into like a little bit of a British accent there or that you, know, you grow up and watch a lot of cricket. You were from England originally. Um, and so you grew up, I mean, that's eight hours ahead of, of me. Right. And that's five hours ahead of, of East coast time. So baseball games, I mean, they're not starting during the day for you. Like the earliest game start in England is probably, I mean, when there's a day game happening, I guess that's fine. Game probably starts at like seven o'clock for you. But on a normal night, when games are starting at like 630, that's like an 11 o'clock start for you, 1130 start for you. How how are you like getting into baseball, uh, you know, from that time zone? Yeah. And, you know, forgive my age here as well, Miles. I'm, I'm no young spring chicken, like I'm 40 this year. So I... I, this was like the late nineties that I was getting into baseball. Um, mm. And we, we only had four ch- terrestrial TV channels. Like we, they, they were like analog channels and um, you know, the BBC and like ITV, which was like re- a regional channel. So it was different wherever mm. you lived. And then channel four, which is, which is kind of like, was like your kind of independent channel. But this beautiful mm. thing happened when I was 16. Um, a bunch of like weird people decided that we need a, needed a fifth channel. Um, and, and like, it was this massive thing back home. Like, it's like, oh my God, there's going to be a fifth channel. Like, <laughs> in my, Imagine so the possibilities. Choices. Yeah, imagine the possibilities. Like, literally, this channel through the day was like wall to wall, the bold and the beautiful, and like all these like US um, uh, soft like soap dramas. Yeah, soap operas, yeah. and it was it was dreadful. But 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 whoever <laughs> was whoever was running the late night like shows were oh like they they must have. Like let's let's put it this way: they must have been enjoying the nightlife, uh, and then coming in, <laughs> coming in the next day, and like think, what should we put on tonight? So we got like all this random stuff from across the world. Like we got some Aussie rules football. We got that game in like Pakistan where they um, they all there's two sets of people on one side and 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 another on the other, and they have to like shimmy to each other, touch each other, then run back to a to a stone like seriously i i try i'll try to get a link i can't remember what it's called but you just got all these weird like sports and stuff like you just oh, like, so Who? perfect makes sense baseball would be involved there yeah it's a yeah. Super weird sport let's be real exactly like you know like it's one of these weird sports that you're like oh what 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 the hell are these guys doing this this is <laughs> this is not cricket or football or rugby or, um so that's you know so anyway look i was i was I was 15, 16. We, we didn't, I don't think there'd ever been a baseball game televised in the UK before this time. So this is like mm-hmm. mid nineties. So mm-hmm. um, it, it was kind of a really weird, weird thing. I was staying up late, you know, revising for my exams at school. Uh, and suddenly they, this, these two guys just came on and was like, welcome to major league baseball. And I was like, and it was like in this really cheap studio in London. Like I'm sure like the backdrop was just like paper mache paper. Like it was just, <laughs> you know, with, with, with like the, the MLB logo stuck on it. Like it was like proper old school. Um, but that was, that was a guy called Johnny Gold and um, Josh Chetwin, who uh, I think had 
had played or was studying baseball. And um, suddenly, like three times a week, we had live baseball on. And um, it was it was it, it was amazing. Like these guys were, you know, uh, they get dressed up for the World Series. They wear suits, and they'd, you know, they'd they'd have these occasional little, you know, segments where, you know, Josh must have gone home for the weekend or something, and he'd <laughs> filmed himself at a baseball game, and like that was their live report. But actually, it was not the baseball game that they were covering. So right. it's like, you know, all this stuff. But anyway, look, I I just got into it through that, and that got a real cult following. Uh, in the US and those guys now actually have a have a, a podcast uh, that they do um, I think it was it, it didn't last more than about six or seven years I think before it sort of disappeared from the screen I mean, that's a but, long time that's a good that's a good length for a podcast uh, it's well, not easy to do a podcast for that long yeah and, and the show itself like you know back then I was I, I was like is it it felt like it was only me watching that show on the <laughs> night like, like three times a week but they're doing it just for you yeah, but apparently there was loads of people. So anyway, like I got into baseball um, watching that, and uh, uh, it was it, it was actually kind of a bigger. It, it took me into bigger life decisions. Like I was I was a pretty good soccer player back home. I was kind of a, a professional when I was younger, and then I um, I got the chance to come over and play in the US. So and, and that was something I kind of sought out because I loved watching baseball, and I through right. that. They showed NFL in the in the in the winter, so I got into the the football as well, and um, pretty much the you know getting into to baseball um, sort of took me on this weird journey from you know the the UK right. to the US to Australia. So it's been it's been kind of cool. Yeah, and and so I definitely want to talk about that because I I know that you played professional soccer. Uh, and I think that's really cool and, and kind of what, what that has led you down. But I want to ask real quick before I forget. So you, you, you grew up in, in Britain, right? You're, you're watching cricket your whole life. Everyone over there is watching yeah. cricket and baseball comes on for the first time on TV. And I know here, all of us ignorant Americans love to make fun of cricket because we don't understand it. And it's easy to make fun of something that you don't understand is from, from your perspective as someone who grew up the opposite way. You grew up watching cricket. You understood cricket. You watched baseball. Is baseball as difficult to understand when you have no idea what's going on uh, as cricket is to someone watching who has no idea what's going on? Like, are we are we just being jerks on our side, or or is is baseball actually easier to understand than cricket? <laughs> do, you want the, do you want the honest answer? No, I won't say. Of the course, honest I want answer. the honest answer. Absolutely. <laughs> Tell us we're ignorant jerks. No, uh, but no, seriously, I, I am curious like, yeah. like what it was like watching baseball. And you, it's not like you're um, obviously you're getting the broadcast. You're getting people mm. talking about the game, but it's also, it's not like you grew up with anyone teaching you the rules that like you're watching yeah. this game for the first time and, and just kind of trying to absorb it. So I'm just curious, like, was that something that was easy to understand, easy to follow? Well, I remember switching it on for the first time and I was, you know, like there was this cool, like, opening graphic sequence and I think there were players you know like Ken Griffey Jr and you know like you sort of went oh wow I kind of I think I kind of know that guy like I've seen him in a magazine all right mm-hmm. so like it was it all it, it immediately felt familiar um and kind of something that you wanted to you know get drawn into like mm-hmm. um the the uniforms you know the the caps I think kind of stood out um and 
Um, I, I, but I remember sort of watching it and, you know, some, some guy, you know, hitting it uh, and another guy catching it. And then the next time a guy hit it and a guy seemed to catch it, but then somebody was running and I was like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> and then, um, and then suddenly everyone walked off and I was like, what is that it? Like, is there another, <laughs> you know, like I was, so I think it was more that whole, you know, process of how things actually right. I kind of got the right you know because we we played a game at school in the UK called rounders I don't know if you know what rounders is and I think rounders was a very early like predecessor very early version of baseball so there's a lot of yeah. similarities uh, yeah so that, sport, so, so there's that yeah so I was kind of like oh this is like round like this is just like cool rounders with like you know um a lot of money behind it but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I get I guess that was the biggest challenge at first like just like actually understanding not not how you play the game but all the rules around it and and why why you kept why I had decimal points on my screen with numbers like that (laughs) that kind of stuff it was like I I don't I don't understand why I've got three numbers in front of me here like what what do they mean um and it actually took me funnily enough I, I remember this quite vividly because uh like I don't, I don't know how it is in the US, but I w- I'm from a tiny place in the north of England, and our local library where you could, you know, go and borrow books um, mm-hmm. uh, was was like a a good forty minute bus journey away. So I got on the bus and went to the library, and I was like, "Yeah, like, do we have any books about baseball?" And she, like, she was like, the, the, I remember the woman just looking at me and going can you write that down? Like she was, so she, <laughs> she didn't know what, what, what I meant. Anyway, she, she went away and then she came back and said, look, there's two books about baseball. Um, and, but they're not here. I have to order them in. So like it took, uh, so then I've, I finally, I think about a month later, got like a call on the phone. Like this was an old school phone, right. That you had to pick up from the wall and, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And she was like, Oh yeah. Um, we have your book. So I, so then went and, and, and I was like, Oh, this, this is, this is great. So I picked it up and then I was so excited. I got back on the bus and I opened it up and I start flicking the pages and it was just a picture book. That's all it was. Oh my God. There, was <laughs> there was just like, there was just like pictures of baseball games. Like it was like a photography book. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, all right, great. Like nothing about what it told me, you know, what, what a hit was, what a run was, what a walk was like all that kind of stuff. Um, oh my God. So you like stumbled like, upon like cave, you like stumbled upon like, like the cave drawings, like the early cave <laughs> drawings and you're like, like, okay, yeah. how from these pictures can I decipher what yeah. is, what is this sport? Yeah. Yeah. So look, there was, it, funnily enough in that time, um, you know, I managed to get another book and, you know, started to learn a little bit more. Um, but then there was this really cool thing, actually, that um, it, it was called, and I don't know if you guys ever had it, it was called Play by Mail. And it was basically, you did it for soccer. So, like, literally, someone at home um, was, was, like, simulating a baseball season. And there were so many teams, and... I don't know how he was doing it, whether it was a computer program or using dice or something like that. Because we we used to have like old dice games for cricket yeah, that yeah, you yeah. play, you know, in summer holidays. And you know, I signed up via an advert in my football magazine, and for like you know, 
the equivalent of like a dollar a month or something. Every month I'd get through like about 20 sheets of paper of all my, my, my roster and my games and my results against some other person from somewhere else in the, in England. Um, and funnily enough through that, it was great because it was almost like, an, it was like an early version of like baseball reference, but a fictional one, like, you know, wow. it just, that I could follow my team. Um, right, right. And, and I remember that's like the original fantasy baseball, like that you, yeah. you were playing fantasy baseball before you guys even had the internet. I mean, you yeah. actually had the internet, but that was, that well, was like your, not, your not first, for a while. but that was like your first uh, fantasy baseball team. Pretty much. Yeah. And look, I, I, I think I kind of thought it was interesting, but I don't think I carried it on because I really didn't know what the hell it was to be honest. But <laughs> um, Like looking back now, it, it, it was interesting. Um, so like, yeah, there was a few weird little things there that, uh, I guess like, yeah, like early versions of how baseball started in um, a country that isn't the US. And uh, right. I mean, I, I got to think about like whether, you know, if I was 16 now, just like if that was a better introduction to it than what it would be today, which is right. almost an overwhelming, you know, um, resource of data, um, you know, watching games every day. Uh, right magazines internet like a lot of people talk sometimes about how it's how you feel like you're drinking from a fire hose and it can be overwhelming and that's what's available to you with the internet now is is literally you can turn that fire hose all the way up to full capacity but you literally didn't have that choice you Mm. were only getting you know uh, a few drops of water at a time and and that was i mean you were hungry for it and so that worked out for you but i can imagine there's definitely some people who didn't have that same resolve that you did maybe they watched you know, the show once or twice. And then they, you know, went to the local library, didn't have the book, said, screw it. So, you know, it goes both ways. I think, I think there's some people that are into it now that wouldn't have been able to get into it, you know, 20 years ago. Um, and exactly the other way. Uh, but before we kind of move on d- again, definitely want to talk about your journey. Uh, we're going to take a quick ad break. Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PL Plus subscription, where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord, where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at PitcherList.com backslash plus, and you're going to get your first month free with promo code podcast also don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from youtube videos live streams newsletters off-season articles tiktoks breakdowns over 15 baseball podcasts on our network we can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season so sign up for pl plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free all right thanks for listening let's get back to the show all right. Uh, so again, I have with me um, Ben Haller. Uh, you know that you've been listening to the podcast. This isn't the radio. You didn't just come back in from a commercial break from some other uh, uh, radio thing. But I'm st- I'm sticking with this bit anyway. So Ben, you uh, come to the states uh, to play professional soccer. Was that the or did you come to the states and then play professional soccer? What was was that the reason you moved? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like so, I mean, I was very young. So like, I was. Um... 
you know, I was only 17. Um, and wow. yeah, like I, I, uh, I sort of had the opportunity to come and, um, through my club that I was playing for back home, they were, you know, this was, it was weird. Cause this was like maybe three, what, three years or so after the world cup in the USA in 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so the game, I guess they were still trying to, create opportunities for the game to grow and I think one of those was to to bring players over from the UK like younger players to play in the leagues um, right so I heard about the opportunity and sort of you know uh yeah that'd be awesome um it was just for summers so uh yeah we'd, we'd sort of arrive in like late May June and then play till sort of late late August mm-hmm. um and yeah, I did it for two summers and, and it was pretty cool because, I mean, it was, I guess you would call it more like semi-professional really. Um, mm. So uh, they get, they got us like jobs at, at summer camps during the other time, mm. like co- coaching soccer. So like, it was great. So I was in Pennsylvania for two years. Um, uh, I played for the now defunct um, North American soccer league team, the Hershey Wildcats, who uh, wow. played out of out of Hershey Park. So you, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will be familiar. Um, yeah, and, and you got paid in chocolate bars, right? <laughs> yeah, um, and, and, and it was, you know, not, not good for the uh, fitness, uh, obviously. Um, and <laughs> it was, it was like the almost, fattest team in the league, unfortunately. Yeah, but it was weird because, like, you, you, had, to, you had to train, like, in this constant haze of, like, chocolate. Like, it was, you know, like, the, the air was just... Um, yeah, like filled with that sort of really chocolate smog. Incredible. Yeah, but but it's quite bitter. Like it is. Like it's a bitter smell. Like it, what, mm. you know, and it, and it's not the most pleasant. Like it's it's more <laughs> more pleasant to eat than. Uh, it's incredible. You know. Yeah, but it was weird because, um, like, the stadium itself was a pretty a pretty good stadium. Like I think it mm. held like you know over twenty thousand people, um, and uh, yeah, like. The game, it was a super professional kind of setup. Like we had, we got flown to the different games. Like I went all across the US and um, the, the trouble was that there were, at that time as well, I mean, you know, not, not that it was a trouble, but for me, like there was a lot of other players from places like South America and Mexico that had been brought in as well. Um, mm. So all the team just couldn't like, couldn't have a conversation in any language. Like yeah. half of us didn't speak English. The other students, we, you know, we didn't speak Spanish or Portuguese. Yeah. So like, it was kind of hard. Like, and I, I remember one player in my team, he was like 36 and I was like 17. So it was like, <laughs> you know, not the easiest. You guys couldn't even speak the same language if you were speaking the same language. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, but look, it was it was super fun. Uh, I, learned, I learned so much. And um, I guess... Uh, it, it was cool at the end of the summer, the first summer, um, you know, I'd been working at a camp, which was this kind of, uh, it was called Camp Knock and Mixon. And it was just outside of Eastern in Pennsylvania. Um, and it was uh, uh, like an all day, an all summer camp. So the kids were there every day. Like the, the parents would drop them off at the start of the mm-hmm. summer. There'd be a day like right in the middle of the summer where the parents would visit. Everyone would mm-hmm. like, lose their crap cry for three days and then <laughs> because they left and then but it was great like um you know I loved it but I mean it was a bit of I was also 17 looking after about eight 
seven-year-olds right. for the whole summer. Right. So it was, it was a pretty full-on thing. Um, but I got into a lot of like US music, like the Black Crows and Dave Matthews Band and Counting Crows, like all the stuff that I wouldn't have a clue what that stuff was back in England. Um, right. But it was, it was funny, like one of the last days I was there, we, I went to see um, with some friends from the camp, Matchbox 20 at, um, at Hershey Park at the stadium. And wow. some of the, the guys were like, oh, so this is where you play. Uh, and I was like, yeah, just like imagine it without the 30,000 people here. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it's like playing football. Like, <laughs> because, it's a lot quieter. <laughs> yeah, like we, if we got a couple of hundred people to the games, it was a miracle. Yeah. Like, um, you know, and I don't think that league lasted very long in that um, in that format. I, I mean, it, you know, the next year I came back and it was a little bit better. Um, but I mean, nothing like it is now. I mean, you know. Uh, major league soccer and all that it's just it's it's phenomenal how the game's grown there yeah i mean it is it is obviously a very legitimate professional league now i mean say what you want about the talent level and, and it's funny when you mentioned earlier that uh u.s trying to get soccer kind of uh more like more support more excitement uh in the u.s in the late 90s and saying oh we're bringing in you know young british talent and then they realized no the way we get excitement is if we just bring all the old british players that everyone has heard of because they were good 10 years ago and so they've been around long enough oh beckham i obviously know beckham like uh i think like gerard came over and i was like yeah no i've heard that name like and i looked yeah. i'm like oh that dude was good like 10 years ago like all okay, day yeah. wow but like that's how we can afford them because <laughs> they're not good anymore and we can sell them on retiring in la um yeah. But uh, so you're outside, you're in, you're in Hershey. So you're a little bit outside of Philadelphia. Did you get to a lot of Phillies games um, at all? Like, was that something you were able to do? I mean, I know, like, it, I look at it now, two hours, like, that's not that long. But for a teenager, you know, in a new country, uh, working a summer job, you probably didn't, weren't just like, all right, let's just go, you know, drive off to, to Philadelphia to watch the Phillies play. But I wonder, were you guys able to, you know, get that experience while you were here? Uh, funnily enough, not in Philadelphia. Like, and I was playing most weekends as well. So that was, that was a bit of a tough one. Um, even though obviously baseball is not, you know, just, I was at the camp all through the, the week and then right, of course. At the weekends I was playing. So you, it was really seven year olds to care for. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we but we did, we, uh, I actually went to a game in, um, Harrisburg, uh, at the mm -hmm. stadium there that was I think that was like obviously like we took all the kids and it was like a more of a mm -hmm. minor league affiliate game um right. but that was kind of cool like that that was um you know uh I guess real community sort of baseball like you saw the whole mm -hmm. town and obviously Harrisburg's pretty big student town as well so it was it was it was kind of cool like to see the mix of people there um but uh actually my first my first uh, and this is this is why I'm an Oakland Athletics fan. And my first um, game was at the Coliseum, and um, oh, wow. uh, we we'd, we'd flown. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but <laughs> it was all the stadiums you could of all the stadiums you could have gone to for your first game. You went to Oakland Coliseum. I'm so, we. I promise you, we have better stadiums than that. <laughs> yeah, well, I. It's funny because I I remember having this conversation with someone else, and they were like, "Oh, may, maybe the Coliseum was a bit better back then." And I was like, "No, it's still it, it's like the same then as it is in 2022." Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, like we'd we'd flown out to California to play a game. Um, I think it was like a a weird 
Monday night. I think it was some kind of public holiday game or something like that. I can't remember. But um, yeah, but I actually, um, I, we, I ended up, this is what, 19, well, it would be 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw the A's uh, play the, the Orioles um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I think it was like August sometime. Um, I I didn't really know too much with the whole kind of team, like some of the lads from the team went, I didn't really know too much. I'd obviously watched some of the, like a lot of games on TV, but I look, I I probably like, I knew who Jason Giambi was. I knew Mm -hmm. probably who, uh, well, I, I, you know, he was my favorite player back then anyway, but uh, Eric Chavez, like, you know, mm-hmm. I knew a few of the guys, but certainly uh, I remember like the A's won and uh, Tim Hudson was actually the pitcher. Um, I think that was Great his pitcher. like, yeah, I think it was like rookie rookie season, I think it was, or, or his second season, something like that. I can't quite remember, but um, yeah, but I, I, and, and funnily enough that, um, uh, that was, that was great. I've still got... Um, I think they were giving away something like on the night, uh, like a Miguel Tejada, like little pin mm-hmm. thing. So I've, I've actually still got that, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, but uh, that team was like a really good team. Like I didn't know at the time, but um, like I, I sort of kept like a, a, a piece of paper with the teams on it and all that. I don't know what you call them, um, like a lineup card, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and um, yeah, like years later, I sort of looked back and there were, yeah, like, I think AJ Hinch was playing and, um, you know, John Jaha, who had that amazing season, I think that year. Um, uh, Jason Isren housing as well. And I think they just yep. tra- traded for him and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it was, look, I, I, I think the experience of um, going to the stadium and stuff was uh, like, I, I, I didn't really know whether it was good or bad at the time. Like it, it was just a great experience, you know, it was under the lights and um, uh, yeah, I, there wasn't many people there. Let's face it. I don't think there was, <laughs> there never really was. Um, it's like the but, same as, as your soccer games. I see you felt right at home. Exactly. I was like, you know, what do people watch in this country? Like, why isn't there anyone at any of these sporting events? But um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it was great, and that was my first introduction to baseball. And certainly after that, i i was pretty I was pretty hooked. Um, you know, when I got home, I was watching it more regularly, and um, it still it was still tough to follow. And I, I like even years after um, until mm-hmm. until I kind of even watched the film Moneyball. Like I didn't realize that that was kind of the start of that era, right. and all those teams that I was watching were, were Moneyball teams. Like I didn't really understand that at the time when I was watching it. I just catch well, a game every now and again. Right. I think, uh, I think it was one of those things where I, I, I wouldn't blame you for not really knowing that. So the book was published in, in 2003. So obviously that's kind of when all of it came out. And so obviously that's short, like that's like, while it's happening, right? Like the 2001, right. 2002 seasons, but at the same time, it didn't, you know, being a fan of baseball at the time and, and being someone that was that was following this stuff. I mean, 2004 was when I like really, really was like into baseball. I was like, you know, on forum boards by by like 2005, 2006, like a little 12, 13 year old, like yeah. not realizing I'm in this room full of grown men. Like, you know, uh, but I'm just like, <laughs> hey, guys, like baseball pretty cool, huh? You know, and like <laughs> trying to and, and, you know, trying to fit in and stuff. And, and my parents are over here going like Internet Stranger Danger. 
<laughs> but like even even through that, like I didn't I don't feel like Moneyball. I feel like Moneyball kind of had like a slower burn. It felt like mm. so it didn't it didn't I don't know. I, I but I don't I definitely don't blame you for not knowing like about that Moneyball construction or or any of the stuff surrounding that team. Just seeing like oh man, this is like a really good team. Like maybe we win this year, and then you know we never do. I, but yeah, right. Um, but I also had no idea as well of things like the salary cap or the of things mm-hmm. like how. how owners and um you know markets works like these were just all teams that i thought were on a level playing field like that you know had <laughs> you know like it was a it's kind of weird like because that was what it was like in england like the you know right. like all the soccer teams like it, it it wasn't until i guess uh around that time that you know money started to you know pretty significantly dictate which teams went where and um, yeah. and it's certainly nothing like it is nowadays you know but um yeah so i think and, and i feel sorry as well like almost for some kids growing up these days in any sport about right. how you know like I, I feel anyway that i've got a couple of pretty sort of romantic stories about how i got into certain sports and certain teams um i almost feel like that's taken away from a lot of people nowadays, like, um, which is, which is pretty sad. Um, and even when I came to Australia, uh, which was what, 10 years ago, and I had really, you know, little about the Australian rules game over here. Like it was just, you know, another one of those weird sports that appeared on mm-hmm. that TV show, yeah. like, like baseball. Like <laughs> it was, it was like, <laughs> it was like one of those things. Like I, I, I had a pretty romantic uh, entry to the game over here as well um so I, I just don't see that happening for many kids going forward to be honest yeah i mean i will say one thing humans are really great at romanticizing things at finding connections at building those patterns and so it'll mm. be different for them but i've i've no doubt that people will find ways to to romanticize it even if uh you know the phone you know the phones got how old am i even if like phones and like the internet to take some of that stuff away like i think there's still going to be people who who are able to make that emotional connection and, and find ways to romanticize that experience i mean dude you romanticize the oakland coliseum so like clearly <laughs> anyone can romanticize anything um so you i i just the one of the questions that we received from uh, one of our PL Plus members, Little Prana, perfect question for right now. You're talking about kind of being becoming an A's fan right away, right as as Moneyball, right as that Moneyball team was at its at its best. Um, what is your favorite A's team? And you know, he mentioned a couple of, of very iconic um, A's teams. You have the Bash Bros in the late '80s, early '90s. You have Moneyball mm. in the early 2000s. There have been some really good A's teams uh, since the early 2000s. A few years. Uh, where the A's have been have been really good. Obviously, uh, one team that comes to mind, a, a, a heartbreaking fashion, but the the wild card game. I think the first year that they did the wild card game, that was one game between it was the A's and Royals, right? It was that twenty fourteen? Mm. Yeah, uh, when the Royals go on that run. So uh, sorry to bring that up, but I'm just thinking of great <laughs> A's teams uh, of like your lifetime. Is there a team that really stands out to you as being like your favorite A's team? Look, I, yeah, I mean, there's there's two. Two really, I mean that that team that um, I guess I you know that that year so that was what nineteen ninety nine that I would have mm-hmm. gone to to the uh, the Coliseum and seen the A's like um, the the year after that you know I was in my last year at school um, 
the the games were on regularly on TV. So like that 2000 um, season, that team there, which, you know, uh, I remember them winning the, you know, the American League West for the first time in, I think, forever. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it was, I guess it was kind of that first, first Moneyball team. Although they, you know, they still, I think, had Giambi and Isrenhausen yeah. and all those guys. But um, yeah, I think that team just because it was the first team that, um, you know, I felt like I connected with early. Um, that was that was pretty great. And um, I managed to go back and watch that team the year after as well. Um, you know, got a, got a Chavez jersey and um, really sort of solidified the fandom in a way. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like it's it's hard being an A's fan, right? Like it's it's not like this this off season's been pretty tough because I think yeah. this ace team that's just been disbanded, I guess so you could you could probably say over the last two years, like right. has actually been a, a great team to watch and um root for. Like a lot of guys yeah. who have have developed really well, like your Olsons, Chapman's, Loriano, yep. like I know he's still there. Simeon, yeah, like that. You know, the, the the last couple of years has been really great, and you know, the the sad thing is, I guess that, yeah, like they again couldn't get out of that wild card game, and um, that that really hurt them. Like, I think if they'd have had got through one of those, it might have been a bit different. They might have got to a World Series, but um, yeah, look, uh, that that's tough, and particularly you know, seeing Sean Manea leave was is pretty heartbreaking like yeah like uh, right, and Chris right Bassett, as the season like, started yeah, yeah oh man like, Bassett Bassett too yeah like guys uh-huh. who yeah like you know like A's are great at, at taking guys who maybe other teams haven't quite believed in enough or um you know they think they can work with and, and make them into the guys that they are now right like you know right. top, top pitching pitching players uh like Bassett and, and Manea so um yeah this it's been tough I think it's the first time since and I think it's the first time I've experienced that in baseball as well, you know, like, mm-hmm. because it was always maybe my third, fourth sport that I would have been fully invested in. Um, mm-hmm. I think being out here, cause it's a bit more accessible and with the times and stuff, I, I'm a little bit more invested, I would say in the A's than I am in the soccer teams I grew up supporting because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's more, so, so, you know, it, the hurt feels Man, the 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 the, the hundred years of Oakland baseball <laughs> feels big now, like on yeah, me. Yeah, you're really feeling uh, it. Whereas a lot of people have felt it, you know, for a long time now. Um, yeah. So you're yeah, it like, all at once. Yeah, and I'm a I'm a sucker for you know believing in teams that uh, are just never going to quite make it. I think like. <laughs> You know, I'm a Vikings fan in the NFL. I was just about to say, like you, you um, didn't, you've done yourself no services. You could have not, chosen any teams to become yeah. fans of when you came to the states, and you literally are like an A. I mean, the Vikings aren't the most cursed franchise. I mean, neither are the A's. So at the very least, it's not like you're fully just kicking yourself, you yeah. know, for for your fan. But it's like you give yourself just enough hope that it, yeah. I, it almost it almost might hurt worse. I I think it does. Teams. I think it does, Miles, because it's, it's you know, like it's a bit of that almost good but not good enough type mm-hmm. thing. And despite you seem to be trying as well, like um, uh, like these teams don't 
ever seem to tear it all down and you know right. build it all up again like and, which in a way like i i understand that that's a big part of um sports franchises in the us um but you can't really do that in soccer and you can't really do that no, in definitely not because you know you got promotion and relegation in soccer yep. so you know things like that so it's it, it feels like so like say like the you know the royals for example who who were terrible for ages and then build it up and win the world series and then and that have now been terrible for ages. Like yeah. that, that's a bit more fake to me. Like I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> want to be a, I wouldn't want to be a fan of that. Yeah. Like where, but at the same time, like Oakland always, you know, being there or thereabouts and being competitive, but never winning anything is like say equally as hard to take. Yeah. So. It, it's not, and it's not just relegation too, but it's also the fact that like, there's not a draft at least not to my understanding, there's not a draft for Premier League soccer. So there's not an incentive to being a really, really bad team. Whereas yeah. being a really, really bad team in American football uh, can lead you to the best quarterback in the league. Uh, it can lead you to getting the, the difference maker on defense, whereas that doesn't happen. If you're a really bad team in Premier League soccer, number one, the relegation, right? Yeah. And that can, that can immediately impact... Well, first of all, you're ineligible to win the title at that point. Yeah. Uh, but also, you have to work that much harder just to get back into a position mm. to compete for the title. But number two, there's not a single player out there that you're going to then be able to attract to your team on the back of, well, we were really bad last year. Like, yeah. you know, uh, the Jaguars are going to say, well, we were really bad last year and, and get another top five player. I can't remember if they have the number one pick or not yet this year too, but they they have, you know, they're going to get another top, top flight player. Like of all the players that can join the NFL, one of them is going to the Jaguars. And I guarantee you, if you take this exact same situation, you put it in Premier League soccer, there's not a single top 50 mm. player that's going, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go to that team. You know, that sounds cool. Let's, let's go to the team that's so bad they got relegated. Like that's not happening. Um, yeah. And yet that is, you know, for many teams, a direct path for them to getting a true bite at the, you know, at the apple of, of winning a title. Um, but I was going to say though, with, with the A's, like one of the things that always impresses me about them is they have such a small window um, because mm. they refuse to pay anyone um, that it's so hard for everything to line up. And yet they've always been competitive. Like there are very few seasons over the last 20 years where the Oakland A's have just been completely non-competitive. Uh, and it's, it is kind of astounding to, to see. Yeah, and you know, even in the darkest days of this off season, when it all all looked pretty much lost as an ace fan, like to watch the first few weeks and just put Christian Pache on your screen for the day <laughs> is is actually a great feeling. Like it's it's one of those nuances of baseball that you can't quite understand because they're not going to probably be a playoff team. They're not probably going to, you know, um, uh, win anything this year. But, like, man, it, they're, they're fun to watch. And, you know, players like that are fun to watch. And um, yeah. that's that's in, that's an important part of, I think, being a baseball fan because a baseball fan is an everyday fan, right? Like, yep. you can't take time off from being a baseball fan. Whereas... Yep. You know, any most sports in you know, like um, like I follow, like soccer and and NFL, like you got a whole week to recover, you know, yeah. tear the team down, build them up again, and right. prepare yourself for an emotional roller coaster. Like y y baseball, you gotta you gotta be 
tough to do that every day. Um, yeah. So, the, so the it helps are, if, if they're fun to watch. Yeah, and and I think that's that's the thing. It's like I I, I as long as as long as the A's, um, I think keep trying to do it at least in the right way. Like, yeah, they should spend more money, but really the fan can't control, like we can't control that as fans, right? Like, you, no, of you, course. You know, so you, you, you're you looking at the the other uh, elements of what it's like to be a fan. Like, do the players care? Do the, do, mm-hmm. do the managers care? Is everyone going hard at it? And that's certainly something that the A's always seem to, to have um, as a characteristic in the team. So, um yeah, like uh, you know, that 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 does enough for me to be. Well, I just ordered my Christian Pache, you know, jersey. To, there you but, go. but 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 you know, the, 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 that's tough because I'm in Australia. So by the time it gets here, they could have traded him. Let's face it. So <laughs> <laughs> that might have happened to me before, Miles. With um, no way, a, which, which player? A certain a certain Australian. Um, uh, reliever that is now in the White Sox. Like I, oh no, um, yeah, I kind of knew he was going to leave in free agency, but um, like because of COVID, I'd ordered like uh, a jersey of his like at the start of that season. Um, mm-hmm. But then it all got delayed, and like oh, they couldn't man. ship it to me. So it literally arrived like a week before he signed for the White Sox. <laughs> like, it's like, oh man. <laughs> At least you got a week out of the jersey, right? That's right, yeah. Uh, but also, I was thinking about this the other day. So I have, um, my, my Dodger jersey is a Corey Seager jersey, who's my favorite Dodger. And obviously that, that jersey is um, not as relevant now. But uh, I was thinking though, it shows, like to me, if I see someone wearing a Seager jersey, I'm like, okay, they've been a fan since at least then, right? So if I see someone 10 years from now wearing a Corey Seager jersey, I'm like, mm. wow, this person was a fan, right? And so then I was thinking, but what, you know what the cheapest jerseys are to get are the jerseys right after the player leaves the team. And yeah. so I should go get me, like, I'm trying to figure out what to replace my Seager jersey with. But I'm like, no, what I should do is I should go get me like a Kenley Jansen jersey because those are on sale. <laughs> those are cheap. Yeah. And I can look like I've, you know, I, and I am a real, like, I have no concerns about looking like a real fan, but it's like, you know, if I go out and I buy a Freddie Freeman jersey, well, guess what? That makes me like everyone else at the stadium right now. If I go out yeah. and buy a Mookie Betts jersey, same thing. If I go buy a Kenley Jansen jersey, man, no one's rocking a Jansen jersey now. Everyone's going to be like, wow, that dude's like an OG. Like he really loves the team. Like there's no bandwagon accusations. Uh, and so I think that's that's the trick. Uh, you just ordered your Liam Hendricks jersey too early. You should have ordered it the day he signed with the White Sox. That's That was the trick. And you could have saved oh. money on your, on your, on your I- jersey. I just knew that if I've if I had gone back on the website, like it had been like fifty percent off, I would be like, "Man, <laughs> like, um, let me! Uh, I'm going to refund this jersey, and I'm actually going to order a new one, completely unrelated to the fact that it's now fifty percent cheaper." Um, I want to ask real quick because you've mentioned uh, you called it soccer, and I know you didn't grow up mm, calling it soccer, so sure. I want to know: um, was you starting to call it soccer, is it, first of all, the fact that you're on a podcast that you know that's going to be listened to by mostly American people, and so you go soccer. So that, that's option number one. Is it option number two that when you moved to the States and started falling in love with NFL and watching you know, your beloved Vikings, and all of a sudden you had two footballs in your life, it just became easier to adopt soccer uh, and, and, and call football football or American football football, or is mm. it option – three uh neither of the above uh you actually did call it soccer your whole life and you were bullied at school for it but you stuck with it 
I think that I think that option, the last option, is right, Miles. I think I was <laughs> I was I was born with this weird streak in me that just had to revolutionise the name for the game. You know, like <laughs> no, I, I, look, I've had this problem my whole life. Even even where I'm from in the north of England, um, they call rugby like rugby football league. That's what they call it. Like, uh, yeah, it feels exactly. Like, why'd you add so many more words? Well, like usually people call things to name it shorter, right? You give something a nickname. You guys no, added syllables. It's almost like they, you know, they do it to make a point. Like rugby apparently started before football and it was kind of called football in the early stages. So we're going to keep our name. Like we're going to keep that as part of it. Like even though the world's moved on. Um, right. Yeah. And then, and then obviously, yeah, like the US thing, uh, calling it like football when I went to US would have just been crazy. Like for a while I started trying to do the, oh yeah, I'm into gridiron. Like, you know, like <laughs> calling call call like American football, like gridiron or something, you know, because you, you know, to try and. I've never heard anyone call it gridiron. So I wish I could, I wish I could have seen you like yeah. trying to legitimately just be like, yeah, man, I'm, how about we go play some gridiron? I'd be like, what, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Oh, I was all right. Cause all the Spanish speaking players just nodded at me anyway. So it was like, <laughs> I felt like I was, I felt like I was doing a good job, but um, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so oh, it's, it's, and, and down here, like it's actually like the, it's called Australian rules football. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, it feels like I'm never going to win. I, I, I actually think it's, <laughs> I actually think it's not my problem. I think the world needs to sort it out and let me know so that I can get it right. Like that, you know, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, get around all the lingo, but um, yeah. yeah, I, to be honest, like if I'm speaking to uh, like Americans or Aussies, I, I just call it soccer. Um, but if I'm, you know, I, if I'm speaking to guys back home, it's football, but even, even, even back home, like the, the Premier League used to be called the English Football League, but right. now, like it's called the English Premier League. It, it's there's no football dropped, yeah. in the yeah, like so it's it's almost like the brand doesn't need the word football anymore. But um, yeah. you know, even the World Cup, like it, you don't like the World, like you know, World Series right. of Baseball is still kind of said, but people don't sure. like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, sometimes anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, no one says, "Oh, welcome to the World Cup of Football." Like it's no people it's don't just say that. You know? Yeah, it's like the, it's like the Super Bowl. It has its own. It has, it has its own name. Like now, right, so. right. But people um, aren't as pretentious about being so. Like with the I, one thing I hate about Super Bowl commercials is when everyone's like so obviously like you can't say Super Bowl so at all. Like the big game, and I'm just like, yeah. I, just just say Super Bowl. Like what? Who cares? I know they can't, yeah. and I think it's even dumber that they can't. But anyway, but when, um, I've got I've got one question for you here. It, yeah, with with the Super Bowl, right, and uh, with with the World Series, do you think it's appropriate to then say, you know, the Los Angeles Dodgers or the Atlanta Braves are the world champions? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I think it's <laughs> absolutely the dumbest, Correct. the dumbest thing that we, yeah, that we call them the world champions. I think I, I so badly want. Uh, I think the coolest thing when I, I, when I started following soccer, and and granted, I still, I never really got that into it. I got 
enough. I, I played FIFA, but and I also played Premier League yeah. like fantasy for a year. I followed, uh, I think the 2015 Chelsea season pretty closely. Like I, I did kind of get into it. Yeah. Um, uh, I apologize for for picking Chelsea. I literally clicked on the first team that had a logo that I thought looked cool. I had no idea that they were like the best team in the league, but it you know then it helped yeah. me yeah. continue to follow the league anyway. Um, but uh, God, I don't even remember. Oh, one thing that I thought was the coolest thing was the Champions League. I was like, this is the coolest concept. Like, let's take mm. all the best teams from all of the leagues and you guys just play each other and, and hash it out. And I was like, this is exactly what every sport needs like mm. baseball needs this there's so many great baseball leagues across the world now uh with the los angeles dodgers or the atlanta braves or uh the boston red sox uh or the washington nationals whatever any of those teams would any of them probably have lost to the best teams from uh japan and from korea and mexico probably not it, it, they're probably better than all those teams but it doesn't change it's still cool it would still be cool um, and the same well, you say you say that like just, you say that cool. Miles, you say that Miles, but the Melbourne Aces have got Delman Young, you know, like don't don't hold back on us, right? Like we've also got the first, we've also got the first female to pitch in uh, in in baseball. We've got Genevieve Beacom. Like we are we are on our way, my friend. Oh my God. Well, that is perfect that you mentioned that because actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you is a mailbag question. This one comes from Pitcherless staffer Ben Brown. And it was a question as soon as I read it, I was like, man, I'm mad I didn't put this in my notes. So you mentioned the Melbourne Aces. So so you guys do have Australian baseball. That's good. Mm. Wasn't sure, to be perfectly honest. I figured yep. Australia is pretty cricket mad. I uh, could understand if y'all just had cricket and you didn't have like a solid professional baseball league, but you do. So what is what is the state of Australian baseball? Like what, what is your Australian baseball leagues like? And, and do you go to games? Yeah, I'm, I'm a member of the Melbourne Aces. I look, we, we, we haven't had a season this year because of COVID. Um, right. Uh, but the season will start up again. So it usually runs. So there's eight teams in the league, um, okay. uh, which is pretty good. It spans yeah, respectable from, from yeah, Perth. Absolutely. Yeah, from Perth, there's a few couple in Melbourne, Adelaide. There's two up in Sydney, and there's one from New Zealand as well, which is which is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, like they they all sort of play uh, from November to February, um, mm-hmm. which is pretty good because you actually get a fair few uh, prospects come down from the US. Um, usually, sort of, you know, high A, uh, double yeah, that's A's. actually really cool. Yeah, like we like funnily enough. Two ex-Melbourne Aces players, Ronald Acuna Jr. and Yusei Kikuchi. So both wow. both played. Yeah, like um, both played. Uh, so Kikuchi played, I think, uh, like the first season I was in Australia, like 2012. Um, and Acuna was over, well, just I remember watching him. Uh, so it's like 2017, maybe. Um, yeah, so like we, you know, like obviously – way before they generally make their um, their major league debuts or anything like that. But I remember like Adam Engel played here. Um, the, the, the one Aussie that played for us that went on to play in major league um, was Lewis Thorpe, uh, who was with the Twins for a while. Uh, but I think a lot of them, if they're not, you know, a lot of Australians anyway, like your Liam Hendricks is, if they're not taken at a quite a young age, you know, they, they sort of go over and play college. Um, right. 
yeah, they they don't tend you, you don't see many Australians playing in our league that then make the step up. Like it's more right. like yeah. Um so yeah, if so they, like if they're good enough, they they don't play in your league first. Yeah, yeah. They're already sort of in the system. They might get yeah. sent back sent back for like a season or whatever. Um sure. But yeah, the, the Melbourne Aces coach is Peter Moylan, who you might rec- remember yeah. from from uh Braves Braves uh, uh, outfielder? Yeah, relief yeah. pitcher? No, yeah, yeah, relief, pi- re- relief pitcher. Yeah, relief pitcher. Oh, yeah, okay, um, okay. Yeah, so, and like, yeah, I mean, like, you, you people like your Delman Youngs and stuff, they they tend to um, maybe come here and think, you know what, baseball in Australia, you know, for a couple of months, this is, this is pretty nice. Like, right. <laughs> and they'll come back for a year or two. Look, it's, it's a great day out. Like, the, the, the baseball stadium in Melbourne holds about, I think, maybe seven or 8,000. Um, I know they didn't have a season this year, but they, they had a couple of games last month, um, just like uh, supported by the government. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think like they had a double header on one day and then like a game on the Sunday and like about four or 5,000 turned up. Um, ah, that's awesome. So yeah. So like, look, it's, it's, it's a nice kind of, uh, thing like it that it exists and it, it offers an opportunity um to see some some cool players and i guess it's a a pretty interesting um uh option for those that maybe don't go play winter league ball uh uh in venezuela or or wherever right. so um yeah like uh it, it's it would be interesting to see where it goes from here they we had baseball games in 2014 the dodgers came over uh, for their opening series that's right. Uh, this, I remember that. Yeah, this Sydney kick it ground, but we haven't had anything since. So I think it would be great if that could happen again. Although, um, yeah, I think the you know the ongoing situation across with with restrictions and stuff will probably make it difficult. And the money, I'm not sure, is there. But uh, look, uh, it, it is what it is. Uh, I think. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think I don't think that stopped NFL teams from playing in London. So. Uh, yeah, I I don't think when professional sports leagues choose they they don't want to care about the what's going on in the world anymore, then they just don't and they just do whatever. Uh, but yeah. it would be cool. I do think baseball should. Um, I know it's obviously very difficult with the schedule. You can't just go to London. Well, I guess the Red Sox and Yankees did do it uh, a few years ago, but it's really hard to just go to London or go to Sydney or go you know somewhere out of the country for a game in the middle of the season. But I do think more teams should start their seasons. I, it, there's always like a, f- a few years ago, I think the Mariners started their season in Japan. Like, why, yeah. why is it just one series? Like, get get four series. Go to like four different countries. Like, let's. I think it would be really cool. I get like logistics might be hard to pull off, but I, I just think we we don't do a good enough job of of kind of uh, sharing uh, our sport with the world. Um, not, not yes. like sometimes I'm not saying that like an imperialistic type of way, but I'm just saying like it would be cool to have more games in other countries. Like I, I just I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I feel like I'm not alone in thinking that. We've got we've got a pretty good um like I'm part of a group over here, you know, like baseball fans and we all collect baseball cards and you know, we're fantasy leagues and stuff and we we have a running joke that the day that you know baseball returns to Australia, like um 
everyone will sit down at home and try watch it and it'll say, you are blacked out from this game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like that would, oh that would just be a classic, you know, that would be the classic MLB thing to do, right? Like only oh. people in Australia who go to the game can watch it. Thank you very much. It really, <laughs> it really hurts that, that you're so right though. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the painful part. Um, all right, uh, Ben, I have just a few last questions for you. I want to know. So you've done, I want to, we didn't even hardly talked at all about picture list, which is totally fine because this whole thing is about learning about you anyway, but I am yeah. very curious because, uh, across you've worked both at picture list and QB list. You've been a, a mm. really, I mean, like I said, there's not, it doesn't, it feels like there's not a team that you haven't contributed to across both parts of the site. So I want to know when, when you were doing these articles, what, which gifts do you have more fun making? Which gifts do you have more fun kind of looking for? Uh, the nastiest pitches, mm-hmm. uh, doing a best moment in baseball, or uh, finding those quarterback throws like you're doing this year at QB List? Ooh, that is an evil question, Miles. Like, you know that I do all this for love, and they're all. Absolutely. I'm making you I... choose between your children. <laughs> I put I put so much work into all of them as well. Like, it's. it's um... Oh, I I think, and I'm going to give you and Ben Brown some credit here. Like, I I think the nastiest pictures is still my favorite thing to do. Um, Just because, uh, like, the unpredictability of it, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, like, even like my first, first article this year, I was like watching baseball and I was like, whoa, that's, that's nasty. And it was like Phoenix Sanders for the Rays who like, I don't think we even had a profile. Oh, that's for. right. That's right. You, know? you did. And like, yeah. We had, and I was we like, were like concerned about our lack of a player profile for someone who had thrown a nasty pitch. Cause I think it was his debut. Yeah, it was. And I, it's a, it, like stuff like that. Like that's, that's what it's all about. Like that's just, mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing, and I, I think I, you only really still, you know, get that with, with the nastiest pitches stuff. But but you know, you guys, um, like when I first started doing it, like to when I'm doing it now, like uh, I think my first ever gift took me somewhere in the region of three hours to do. Like, <laughs> well, not you know, I'm probably I'm probably you know, uh, yeah, definitely embe- a little exaggerated a bit there. Yeah. But but like yeah, like you just there's such an art and a technique to it as well. Whereas now, you know, um, it, it's so second nature, uh, but it did, you know, that then that sort of stuff gave me the idea around the, the QB list throws article. Um, and I think in this day and age of, uh, you know, two second media, like we, it's, it's kind of the future, right? Like you, you, right. you want to, you, you you feel like you could you've got to create you something off, perfect like right away. Yeah. yeah yeah you've got to create something perfect in like 5 to 6 seconds like it's it's quite it's quite interesting in that sense um so yeah um i, I think probably nastis pitches still still takes the crown um but i i must admit like you know doing a uh you know like creating four or five different gifts of plays one play or one sequence for some of the best moments in baseball is you know it's quite when you get that chance it's quite cool to be able to do that and really diagnose you know break down that that play um 
uh, like I did, you know, with that, with the Christian sort of Pache, uh, yeah, stealing home. Right. Yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah, stuff like too. that. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it's, it's kind of gives you that, that moment to just indulge in it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's great that, you know, everything that you've done now, you've also worked on the, the bullpen streaming team. So it's a little different, but, uh, mm. the other three that I mentioned, it's really just like sharing the coolest stuff with people. And it doesn't require a whole lot of like, you don't have to get in and do some in-depth analysis about what Phoenix Sanders nasty knuckle curve means or mm. what, uh, the Christian Pache's stealing of home, uh, does for his fantasy outlook. And then you just get to share that moment and you just get to yeah. say like, dude, just, just like, look at, but look, just, just take a minute, take a breath. Yeah. We're going to live in a crazy world and just look at this knuckle curve and realize yeah. that there are people out there who are bending physics in ways uh, that it should not be bent and uh, just let your mind be blown by that. And it's, it's one of the things that uh, this is literally the core of what kind of uh, the pictureless vibes are all about. It's just like, that's what, that's what we're doing. It's just, we're sharing the cool stuff with the world and it's really cool that you get to be a part of that. Um, but it's funny because it, it is, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's, it's removed from, cause you had this same, the same mindset when you were doing this, but do you remember the column that you did when you first joined picture list that first season back in 2020? I don't know. What was it? You tell me. So <laughs> it was like forever ago. Right. So you joined when I became, so I became a manager right before the 2020 <sighs> season, obviously so excited to kind of have a section to call my own and, and, and all this stuff. And I have, you know, yep. new staff, amazing writers. You've got all these great ideas. I remember when I first talked to you, you know, all these amazing ideas. And I was like, dude, this is so awesome. Like we're going to have so much cool stuff. And then COVID happened and then the yep. season didn't happen. And then when the season started up and we were trying to figure out what to do and how to fill out a section, we'd come up with, and you got so cheeky with it. The best social distancing plays. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, and just like all so of cool. the the parts of baseball that we were like, what we were like, how do we do this in a way that obviously we're making light of COVID, and and, and obviously like we have to do it. We can't we can't do it in like a mean spirited way. And you just got so cheeky with the just the ways you were just kind of making fun of uh, an outfielder who took a horrible route uh to a ball or just uh, people doing stuff you know just it, it was i don't know man it was hysterical but it was also uh wasn't 100 you know joy and wonder and love you know like the way nasty's pitches is yeah oh man like that's amazing that i would even forget that i started by doing all that stuff that's yeah i that was it was really interesting because um like I think we were just looking for something that like like we always like everyone at Pitchlist is always so good at doing, like those unique things and creating mm -hmm. new things that might appeal to people. Um and um it just yeah, it just popped into my head and it felt kind of, you know, something we could play around with, um, something that we could maybe make, you know, light of. Uh, you know, it's Whereas it's became such a strict part of our lives in many ways. Like this was kind of a and, cool and way for to you, do it. really strict mm. because you guys, Australia, everyone mm. was always, uh, Australia people, everyone knew like, yeah, it's had like some of the strictest rules of anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was, that was like loads of fun. And, and it kind of, um, kind of really highlighted how 
every day on a baseball field. Like um, the players are so socially distant from everything that's going on. <laughs> like it's great. Like, you know, like even when you see the lineup, like, you know, like when they flash it on the screen, like everybody's so far away from each other. Like they, right. there's so much ground to cover, you know, like, yeah. um, and it's really like the exciting things sort of happen like when uh, everyone then comes together, you know, like it's, yeah, exactly. it's a real part of baseball. And um, yeah, like there was some, there was some really cool moments that just seemed to fit really nicely. Like I think one of them was when like Zach Greinke was like sitting in the stands watching yep. the game, like just nobody yeah. else could sit in the stands and then got tossed out for heckling, like, yeah, <laughs> like the umpire, like stuff like that, which was just so cool. Like that we, we managed to get like those moments and highlight them, which was good. I will never forget. So I remember we had talked to, and 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 obviously, there's so much happening when you're starting a season. There's so much stuff that we're we're all talking about, and you and I are talking just kind of like through your article. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like Ben's got an idea. Ben seems to have like a handle on what this is and like what he's going to do with it. So like, cool. I don't know in practice what really we're going to get out of it. Like, I don't know exactly how it's going to look week to week. We've never, you know this has literally never been a thing before in baseball, but like, cool. Like let's, let's see how it goes. Like, I think there's something here. And literally the first article, I think the first moment was Anthony Rizzo when he had his hand sanitizer bottle in his back pocket. And yeah. anytime a batter like walked or hit a single and went to first base, Rizzo walked over and offered hand sanitizer. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like, does he know we're writing this? Like, this is, you, you cannot make this up. It's perfect. Yeah. So yeah. I knew in that moment, I was like, okay, okay, we've got something, we've got an article here. Yeah, no, it was great. Yeah. Like, and, and I think it, no, it feels like no matter what's going to happen, like, you know, baseball players have, are always going to give us that, um, that content, like, from the bottom of their heart, their hearts right. almost like, you know, like, like the Joey Votto, you know, mic took on, on Sunday night baseball, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, and, and, and like everything in baseball, people are going to love it. People are going to hate it and people are going to talk about it. So like, it's good. All right. Last question for you. Uh, obviously we're a long way away from the NFL season starting, but I, I do have to, I, I am curious, which team do you think is going to have a better season? Do you think the A's, have a chance at having a better season than the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah, this is an impossible question, Miles. You know, because because I, I if I say the A's, then, you know... Then the monkey's gonna... paw curls and the Vikings win one game and exactly. the A's win 60. Exactly. Um, so... Look, I, I, I'm going to be optimistic. Like, I'm already happy with the A's. We know what the A's are. Like, I, I, I'm going to believe in the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm going to think that, you know, this is going to be the year that that Kirk Cousins earns his money, and uh, you know, we, we, we're going to get optimistic. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, Justin Jefferson's going to break record, run, you know, uh, Randy yeah, Moss's records, and uh, I, I think you know that there's there's quietly something brewing there. I think that you know, with the new GM and the draft's going to be interesting um, to see where they go at 12, like lots of opportunities there. Um, I think previously that, that would have been like nailed on a defensive player, but that might not be the case this time. Like we might right. go out and get somebody kind of cool. So yeah, like, um, yeah, I think, I think the, the, the Vikings are set up a little bit better to, to win 
win now rather than the A's. Um, but yeah, I'll go. I'll go the Vikings. Why not? Great, gracefully handle that question. Let me let me ask you a, a happier version of that question. Then, who's going to be more fun to watch this year, Christian Pache or Justin Jefferson? Uh, ooh. Not necessarily yeah, think... have a better season because we know that. Yeah, Jefferson yeah, yeah, for sure. I think Pache is definitely more fun fun to watch. Like I, like I'm always, like I'm always gonna tune into Vikings games. Like whether Jefferson, um, you know, is is in or out injured or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and watch the, watch those. Um, but like without uh, without Christian Pache, it'd be tough to maybe get up at three a.m. and watch them. Like you know, right, like right. Um, so. Yeah, I think I think definitely from what I've seen so far, um, I, I think there's also something quite, and I was thinking about this the other day, something quite nice about tuning in to watch the A's, not because I want Christian Pache to achieve any great fantasy baseball stuff, like just because I want to enjoy watching him play. Like, it's just a joy I, to watch, yeah. Yeah, like I think trying to separate, you know, your fantasy teams from your real team uh, can sometimes diminish the viewing pleasure, like right. certainly for me. Um, so it's know, a good I, thing I, Christian Pache is not fantasy rosterable. <laughs> well, I, you know, that's that's a that's a pretty negative coming out of a positive, I think. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I'm I'm not tuning in for his you know f- five car- uh, category uh, display right. every every day. So right, um, but I am I am tuning in for what he brings to the team and in other ways. Yeah. A lot of fun to watch. You're absolutely right about that. And and definitely a bright spot uh, on this team and, and a bright spot in pitcher list that you are Ben, because you, like I said, you do so much here. Um, everyone just, it, it, it's just such a pleasure uh, to have you here and, and everything that you do just brings so much joy to everyone's uh, uh, faces when they, you know, scroll through your articles, look at those gifts, look at, the, I mean, dude, if you're not, if you're not looking at nastiest pitches, if you're not looking at the best moments in baseball, what are you doing? Cause it's literally just all of the fun, all of the good times. So uh, thank you so much, Ben, for everything that you're doing, man. And, and it was a real pleasure having you on today. Yeah. Thanks miles. And uh, yeah, like big, big shout out to, to everyone there at, at Pitcher List, it's it's such a great place, um, you know, to be involved with, and uh, the stuff we put out every day is, uh, yeah, is, is so fun, and uh, I love I love reading everyone's stuff, um, and um, yeah, I can't, can't wait to see what the rest of the season brings along. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun ride. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks again, Ben, and tune back in next week to see who we have on the list. <laughs>